Ladies and gentlemen, David Lee Roth and Sammy Hagar. I'm supposed to say, Dave, relax. All these people aren't here to see you. You know what I'm Look saying? Look at all the people here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I'll tell you who they're here to see, Sam. They're here to see the front bumper of American popular culture as it is happening, baby. I didn't quite understand that, but I think it's what Dave really means. It's really good to see you after 55 shows, Dave. It's really good to see you. Where you been all summer? Pal? I've been on the Celebrity Deathmatch Tour, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't need the money yet, Dave, no. So anyways, uh, well, let's get on. Best rock video, what? Something like that? This is the best rock video. In fact, in our day. What, what is your favorite Linkin Park song, Sam? I don't know any Linkin Park songs. <laughs> what do we do? Where, where's the teleprompter? Okay, nominees for the best rock. Take a look. Welcome to another episode of the Slam Fest podcast, where we bring the premier rock concert pre-gaming experience from the parking lot to the podcasting airwaves. I'm Brad. So this week, we are going to talk about both eras of Van Halen, throw in some solo DLR and some solo Sammy Hagar. To help me out this week, I've got the originators of the previous mentioned ballad tape series from the mid-80s, as discussed on previous episodes. Matt and Craig, welcome back to the show. Well, thanks for having me. You bet. You bet. Hey, Matt. Good morning. So Craig's been on a couple times, three times solo. Matt's been on with, with other people. But this is the first time that these two have been on together. And here we are Sunday morning again. I kind of thought about this. There, you know, there's breakfast at Wimbledon. We'll call this breakfast at Slamfest. <laughs> so this episode is going to revolve around the David Lee Roth, Sammy Hagar show. I saw August 16th, 2002 at Nissan Pavilion in Bristow, Virginia. So Matt is on because he attended the show with me and Craig is on due to his devoted love for Van Halen. That's so- right. <laughs> I, I, I got to ask you right off the bat. I, I guess I didn't look at the, uh, the venue, Virginia. Were you out in Baltimore then? So that, yeah. So ball, I was in Baltimore and that was the, that was the primary shed out there so unfortunately it was on the west side of dc in bristow so it was a not only a a trek but the traffic was horrendous if matt can remember some of the shows we went to there it was just a standstill going around that that beltway around dc so kind of a kind of a nightmare but cool venue huge venue actually and they uh, they didn't mind that we that we tailgated a little bit. So 
So this tour was called Song for Song, the Heavyweight Champs of Rock and Roll <laughs> Tour. And I guess, you know, since 98, after kind of Van Halen with Gary Sharon had went away, I know there were rumors of this kind of happening, or, you know, at least my, my recollection of, of that happening. And sure enough, four years later, it did. So like I like to do backgrounds with the bands on the bill. So Craig, maybe backgrounds with David Lee Roth solo, Sammy solo, that type of stuff. Since it, I mean, it's a technically solo shows from these guys, but you can also throw in some Van Halen history. Man, so uh, well, Van, I, I'll just do with Van Halen because yeah. uh, so the first album that I that I purchased with my own money was uh, Women and Children First, uh, Rich McGorman. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I, you know, I played it to death. And um, out of all those, out of all the Van Halens, that's that probably one that I probably spin the least now. I mean, there's tracks on there like Romeo's Delight that are just solid jams. Yep. But uh, it probably, you know, I'm like a broken record. Like some of this, the, the Van Halen stuff came from my older brother and Jelinek. Um, my older brother had one and two, and then um, I remember Jelinek dubbed uh, "Moving Pictures" and "Diver Down" on a TDK for my brother, and I stole that all the time. And then, and then I I ended up getting uh, "Fair Warning" at Dusty's, um, and I remember getting '84 when it first came out because it was a big deal. You know, the jump video came out first, and yep. you know. I was going to get it no matter what. And that's kind of what led me to, you know, the DLR uh, solo stuff. You know, I want to check it out. You know, I got Eat Him and Smile. And then, you know, I got what, Skyscraper. Yep. Yep. And so Skyscraper was probably right when I was starting college. And with the Sammy stuff, I, I liked his, uh, I liked the songs that, that he had played solo. You know, Three Lock Box I thought was cool. And, um, there were just a number of them. I don't, I don't think I had any albums of his solo. I did have HSAS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which was him and Neil Sean. And, yep. Uh, but I honestly, I, I liked his songs that were being played on like MTV. You know, he had some cool live videos. And that uh, was, a, you know, I can't drive 55. I, I, I thought that was kind of corny. Um, <laughs> well, the video was corny. Yeah, yeah, but uh, he had some other ones on um, that's I don't see on the set list that uh, that he had some videos for. But I, you know, three lock box is always a jam. Yeah, and then you know, of course, I bought was you know out of pure curiosity what uh, Sammy and the Van Halen guys were going to sound like, and I, I, you know. I liked that 5150 a lot yep. and played it a lot. And uh, I thought it, you know, we'll get to that later, but yeah. Uh, what about yes. at, at the, at the time, did you know of Montrose? Cause I did not know of Montrose until I knew of the way name, later, but, but you know, that was before YouTube. You couldn't just like pop up. Oh, what's Montrose. You had to go buy an <laughs> album. And, and I don't think much was being played on the radio. Um, not, in, not in GI. It wasn't. <laughs> yeah. So like, 
jaw and they probably had it, but I don't think he ever like busted it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I was, and you know, you, you're aware from like articles and Hit Parade or Circus that there was something before Sammy going solo. And yep. But uh, I don't know. He was pretty strong on his own. Yeah. So. Definitely. Definitely. But that's, that's my background. Matt, so Van Halen, David Lee Roth, Sammy. I was probably those live clips from Fair Warning. Yep. I think that's where I first heard them. What was it? Unchained, so this is love and hear about, about it later. later. Right? Those yep. three. Like it from Oakland. Yeah, it Oakland, was one of those Oakland. three, I'm sure. <laughs> I think some of them were obtained through one of the record clubs, I think. Yeah. I remember you having probably. all six of probably. the originals. Like on Columbia tape. House. Yeah. 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 What about Penny here? <laughs> what about Solo Sammy? I guess other than the the video stuff, I don't. You probably. I don't think you owned any of it. At least no. Just whatever it, was on MTV is what I knew. Yep. And you're familiar with the HSAS because you you turned me on to that. <laughs> I yeah, think, I so. owned it at some point. I I can't remember. Yeah. What about probably, so, probably I may have rented it from Soundwaves actually. The old rental, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, David Lee Roth solo stuff. I don't. Again, I don't think you owned any of it. And I, it's funny that I no. kind of know what you own because I would go into your room when you you weren't there. And <laughs> Craig knows that about an older yeah, brother. Classic right? younger brother move. <laughs> So I probably like a little kid in a candy store <laughs> going through my tape drawers. Craig, until he got smart and they, they he asked our mom and dad for a key and a lock on the door. <laughs> <laughs> but I was sneaky and I found the key. Yeah. See, I always had to return them exactly how they were. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. So Van Halen, I, I've done a Van Halen episode. I saw the the fuck tour back in 92. So that was the first time seeing Van Halen. So I talked a little bit about my history with Van Halen. So solo wise, these guys, obviously the video of the California girls, just a gigolo <laughs> video is when he, I guess still was technically not out of Van Halen when he did those. But then that summer of 86, right around the 4th of July, when Yankee Rose got released and seeing that stage and the lighting and just being blown away by that song. Of course, I was going into eighth grade and I can still remember the going crazy video coming out, like right before school started. I remember people talking about that and Steve Vai's flame guitar that he, <laughs> that he had. And... Uh, and then the skyscraper videos again it, all of that was kind of um video stuff I, I didn't buy either one of those albums in the in real time sammy I, you know i can't drive 55 video i don't know if there was a video for there's only one way to rock but maybe there was maybe that was some exposure at that point but really the first Sammy's solo album I think I obtained was Marching to Mars which was that 90s album when he right after he got booted from 
Van Halen, Little White Lies. I guess maybe about <laughs> about that that incident of of kind of leaving Van Halen. But that's probably the first album I actually bought from from Sammy. But going back, I mean, I, yeah, I like a lot of his stuff. And well, obviously, we'll get into the set list of these guys. But he he left a lot of solo. I mean, he played more solo songs than Dave did, obviously, but he left a lot of albums, ignored a lot of album, solo albums on that uh, on that show. I can remember Matt leading up to the show. I, you know, they they were rotating, Craig. They were rotating the closing uh-huh. slot, and I guess this again we talk about this early two thousands infancy of the internet. I, Matt, I don't know if we knew who was going to close our show. Do you remember that? I don't. I mean, I know who we wanted to close. We, I think we wanted David Lee Roth to close, thinking that that would be the bigger show, right? The the, the old school Van Halen stuff. But I, I guess I can't remember if we knew or not in advance. Going. I don't think we did either, but Roth closed, didn't he? He did. Yep. Yep. Definitely did. So, and again, like that's, I mentioned. That's what we were hoping for that Roth closed, but we both walked out of there and said Hagar was better, was way more fun. <laughs> yeah. So, so I got a question. Yep. So in, you know, 2002, what was the crowd like? Well, so, yeah. And again, Craig, this, I mean, this venue, you know, it's a, it was a newer, it was a newer shed, but I mean, it's like the, the, the shed in Chicago. I mean, you know, 25 to 30,000 people indoor just nope outdoor 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 shed but just a huge pavilion covered and then huge lawn and i I mean as far as i can remember i think it was a good (laughs) i think it was a great crowd but i can't remember i can't remember specifically but i I, good i think my my recollection is we were off to the left i'm not sure what row Got the yeah, we had good seats. We did. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess to answer your question, Craig, I don't remember thinking, where where is everybody? Yeah. <laughs> so I think no, it was good. It was, no, there was a lot of, there was a good crowd. Yeah. 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 The reason I asked, I've been burned by the lawn before. Where you get up there and the sound doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not that it'll dialed in up there and. Yeah, I, there was no, there were no sound issues at Huey Lewis and Joe Cocker. <laughs> Telling you, Joe Cocker <laughs> was good, and Huey Lewis put on a great show too. Yep. I I listened to my awesome playlist I made of him recently, Did you? and I thought, God, this guy freaking ruled. That was yeah. That was. I wish BC could have seen it. <laughs> He was well, there. He was, he, he, was, he was there physically. <laughs> you got to pace yourself if you're going to see Huey Lewis and well, Joe Cocker. I mean, as Matt would say, he he broke the broke the theme of the pregame and paid for it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and he paid the price. He did. He did. So, boy, that that was a great show to. Oh yeah. To do the night before Slam Fest. Yeah, it was. was fun. Nice. Uh, some nice foreplay there <laughs> but i i think we thought hagar was better because you know hagar's vibe and aura of, you know he comes out in a t-shirt colorful shorts sunglasses sandals yeah. 
it's a party atmosphere. He's party guy. And, and and Roth comes out and it's it's all about him. You know, I'm the I'm the greatest thing ever, which he he is actually, but <laughs> but it just comes it just comes off better. You know, Hagar was just more. I mean, I'm sure his I'm sure Dave's band was amazing. Yeah, I mean, it had to be. They yeah. were going to play Van Halen shit. For yeah, it, it was. And since yeah, Matt, since we're kind of talking about just kind of what we thought of both of them, you're totally right. I mean, Hagar came out. And the vibe was cool. I think he had, is that, he still he had people like on stage? Weren't there like fans, uh, like the, a bar set up or whatever? Weren't there fans probably, on stage? Yeah, like those, those were probably like contest winners yeah. or whatever. Yeah, they, yep. they had like their own little bar on the yeah. side of the stage. <laughs> they could watch the show. On the Hagar set? On the Hagar set, yeah. yeah. And so it was more like Hagar wasn't trying to recreate Van Halen on stage. He was, he was doing his own thing. Roth came out and tried to recreate, you know, the fair warning tour where he's got a bottle of Jack, which has probably got iced tea in it <laughs> anyway. But, you know, I mean, he looked good. I mean, Dave physically, you know, he was in good shape, but his, his hair, you know, I mean, was somewhat long, but thin, you know, thin and he looked so much better after he cut it, whenever he ended up cutting his hair. But, you know, he was just, it just seemed like it was more of a nostalgia thing, which again, the whole thing kind of was, you know, putting those two together and having them, having them play Van Halen stuff. But when we get into the set list, I mean, Hagar, you know, played quite a few solo songs too. So anyway, that's, I think Matt and I were on the same, on the same page that we were, we were blown away by Hagar. All right, so the Sammy Hagar set list. So Shaka Doobie, The Limit, Runaround, Three Lock Box, There's Only One Way to Rock, Top of the World, Right Now, Best of Both Worlds, Why Can't This Be Love, Finish What You Started, Eagles Fly, I Can't Drive 55, Heavy Metal, Moss Tequila, When It's Love, and close the set with dreams so as i kind of mentioned earlier so zero songs from nine on a 10 inch scale through danger zone so i mean that's five solo albums that he ignored two from standing hampton one from three lock box one from voa one from i never said goodbye zero from marching to mars one from red voodoo one from 1013 and zero from not for sale and then Van Halen wise, three from 5150, two from OU812, three from the fuck album, and zero from Balance. So seven solo Sammy songs and eight Sammy Van Halen songs. So pretty even, you, you know? You know what I saw was was missing from the Sammy side was, um, remember that song, Your Love is Driving Me Crazy? Yes. I always thought that was kind of a jam for him. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah, what I, you know, again, no Montrose songs. Um, Summer Nights. I, 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 <laughs> Summer Nights. That's I, a good I think one. Matt, Matt is a fan of that song too. Me Pound too. Cake, which, I, and it's so, what's so funny. I mean, Matt and I love Pound Cake. And the fact that we're, we still were raising Sammy Hagar's performance and that song wasn't in there. I'm not sure why that wasn't there. But other, I mean, other than that, it was a solid set and again i i appreciated that he tried to kind of even out the solo sammy stuff with the, the van halen stuff 
Did you guys get a room or did you drive and come back? Those were still the days of we drove back to my, I I don't know if I was in the house at that point or I feel like we were, but I don't, I, I guess I don't know that for I sure. Remember. I think we were, but I mean, it was an hour away. So we were still making bad decisions, Craig, at that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt was well, only 32. These things happen. <laughs> <laughs> they do. But yeah, Craig, three lock box was in there. Yeah. Yeah. I liked his, his live videos that he used to put on MTV. Yeah. Yeah. And well, so the other thing and Matt, when we were just in Florida and I think Matt brought up, so his band, so he had Vic Johnson, uh, which he still has now on guitar, but Matt, you had brought up that he had that female bass player. Yeah. She was there for a, with him for a long time. For a while. Yeah. So Mona Nader, I think G-N-A-D-E-R is what I found. Yeah, I don't is know her, her name. name. Yeah. But yeah, I can... I can remember after you brought that up, I had kind of forgotten about that, but she was, she was awesome. She played, uh, uh, again, bass player and backing vocals. That Vic Johnson's kind of that, that, that tall black guy. Yep. Right. I mean, he can play anything. <laughs> he's, he's been with them for, he's been with them forever. I think, I mean, since he left Van Halen, probably. Well, he's great to see now because it's Hagar and that Vic Johnson guy and Michael Anthony's on bass. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and uh Jason Bonham on drums. Is, oh, is, wow. is the drummer. That's, yeah. If you get a chance to see Hagar on a, a summer tour, you, you gotta do it. Good stuff. Sammy was fifty-five at this show. <laughs> Which, you know, compared to Dave, I mean he's 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 seven years older than Dave. I just happened to I wanted to look that up and just see where Sammy they were. is. Yeah, I mean Dave's Dave right now. I think Dave is uh, sixty-seven, and I think uh, Hagar is seventy-four right now. And Hagar still sounds amazing. <laughs> sounds amazing, actually. Yeah, we may never get a, a farewell DLR show. Sounds like his Vegas stuff got canceled. All of it scrapped it all. And I wonder. I guess I haven't heard any details. If that's just gotta be covid don't you think well i mean specifically I, I like I, internally I, right I, well band. i thought i thought i read one of his band members got it yeah that's what yeah yeah he tweeted something like something happened on the way to vegas or something like that yeah because there's there's other stuff still going on in vegas so it had to be specific to his he just I, seems like he seems like a good fit for vegas yeah oh yeah <laughs> if he re, if he reschedules a vegas residency that that merits serious attention <laughs> i'd go <laughs> where were these shows supposed to be house of blues house of blues i think yeah yeah so david lee roth set list so hot for teacher panama and the cradle will rock mean street dance the night away running with the devil i'm the one you really got me beautiful girls so this is love atomic punk little dreamer Oh, Pretty Woman, DOA, Yankee Rose, Everybody Wants Some, Ain't Talking About Love, and Closed With Jump. So six songs from the first album, three songs from VH2, two songs from Women and Children First, two from Fair Warning, one from Diver Down, three from 84, and then just one (laughs) solo song off of Eat 'Em and Smile. So... Again, 
kind of telling, right, of how Dave was approaching this and saying, hey, I'm going out there and going to play 17 VH songs. <laughs> Did the band pull it off? They, yeah. So they, the, so the band was Brian Young on guitar, who I'm not sure who that is, but James Lomenzo was on bass. So White Lion, Black Label, Megadeth fame, and then Ray Luzier, whoever that is, on drums. Wow, I don't know those guys. I, other than Lomenzo, that's the only one. I know. So yeah, I mean, I th- I'd say they they pulled it off. Matt, I mean, do you, I can't remember of anything being glaring that was like, oh God, this was terrible. No, I, I no, I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was good. I don't remember leaving and talking about it not being good. <laughs> right. Really. So right. Based right. on that, that, I think I think we thought it was really good. Because that, I mean, that set list is that's a great Van Halen set list. I mean, well, damn, yeah. I mean, mean, yeah, mean Street, you know, and... Atomic Punk, Little Dreamer, yeah. DOA. I mean, that stuff was pretty cool to to see in there. I might have I might have hoped I'm the for, one. You I'm the be one. Able to sing. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. like yep. the background vocals are pretty pretty good in that one. Yeah. Needed another song from Women and Children first, though. Romeo Delight, man. Yeah, there you go. As long as it's not loss of control. <laughs> loss of control. Loss of... <laughs> yeah, that one's a little bit all over the place. It's a discombobulated <laughs> mixture of noise. When you, yeah, when you have it on vinyl, that one's just got to let it roll. You yeah. Know? You can't just fast forward to the next blank spot suppose you could high speed dub your way through it (laughs) (laughs) so a glaring a glaring omission unchained oh yeah you know i i little surprised that that's not in there not one skyscraper song i mean i I thought dave would go with the dance the night away too you know he's kind of like he's kind of dancing guy well that was in there yeah was it yeah sorry that was right after mean street my bad. <laughs> no worries. How about how about Hot for Teacher as the opener? What the drummer better be warmed up. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't like it as an opener. I don't either. I don't. I don't either. I don't either. It could, just that could just pop up mid set somewhere. Yeah. I mean, it's a quirky. quirky Unchained song would have yeah. worked in the opener. That's I mean, what he should have opened with. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Well, even pa- even Panama would have been a cool opener. Yeah. Yeah. Just because it rocks right from the get-go. Yep. So I know, know Matt's a fan of Van Halen 2. So Dance the Night Away, DOA, and So This Is Love. No, So This Is Love is fair warning. Oh, yeah. What's the other one from from VH2 that was on here? Beautiful, Beautiful girls. girls. There you go. He didn't do Someone Get Me a Doctor? No. Yeah, that's, no, that's odd. That, that's a... That's a challenge flag right there. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I think there'd be sufficient video evidence to overturn that decision. Yeah, can you imagine if we were like in row three and we throw a <laughs> we throw a flag on stage? No, sorry, we need, this needs to be rethought. Let's go to let's go to the booth. We'll get and we'll get Garen on the phone and get to see what he says. <laughs> Oh, good stuff. I'm like that official in New York. 
yeah. NFL games. The, the rules expert. But yeah, all in all, I mean, it was a cool, cool double bill because, you know, leading up to that point, obviously, you know, you hadn't seen, you know, a ton of, uh, I mean, Dave wasn't touring a bunch in the 90s per se, so you weren't seeing a lot of the classic Van Halen stuff performed live and obviously. How did the voice hold up? Yeah, I can't remember anything glaring. I mean, he, he was never a great, never a great live singer. <laughs> But showman, I mean, jumping around and all that stuff. I mean, he was he was still in great shape. So, it. Uh, but yeah, it was fun. It was definitely fun to see and something that I don't think I didn't think that we would ever see. I wouldn't think that those guys could get along on a tour. But they probably didn't even talk to each other. <laughs> oh no, they, I, would, I would guess not. <laughs> they never even saw each other. Probably no. So, but it's a good, it's a great concept for a show, you know. Yeah. Well, which would, you know, which would lead to it's, it's so unfortunate. And I, you know, I think Eddie's son was even trying to, you know, trying to promote or trying to do something where they they'd go out as Van Halen and they'd do two sets with both singers. I, again, I don't know if that, you know, was was just a rumor, or if that actually had any legs. But that would have been something. He's probably buddies with both of them. I've been probably, like, yeah. Know. Think about it. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing a few of those shows this year. Roth and Hagar, just, just do a couple. Yeah, yeah. Same deal. Just play a similar set. You know. You know, there's been no tribute concert to Eddie. You know, these guys could go out and yeah, kind of pay tribute to to just their eras of Van Halen. Don't play any solo stuff. Just play Van Halen stuff and. Yeah, that would be very cool. I think Roth will reschedule those Vegas dates. Yeah. I hope so. And there was I think there was talk that Alex Van Halen was gonna play drums for him. Oh wow. That would have been now that would have been cool to see. So he should reschedule those shows to early April. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe have one on April April seventh or eighth. That would be something. That would be perfect. That would be something else. And now on to the band on the Bill Spotlight. Let's look at two Van Halen albums, one with each lead singer. So David Lee Roth's last studio album with Van Halen, 1984, and Sammy's first album with Van Halen, 5150. So let's go through our backgrounds with the albums, kind of review the albums, don't have to go track by track, but kind of an overview, favorite songs, least favorite songs, etc. And then ultimately, we will ask the question, which one do you prefer? So first off, Van Halen 1984, released January 9th, 1984, produced by Ted Templeman, charted at number two, and we can blame Thriller for that. Certified Diamond, which is 10 times platinum. So, Craig, what are your thoughts on 1984? Okay, yeah, 1984, a lot of hype around, you know, Jump when it came out. 84, January 84, I was probably eighth grade. Had all the other Van Halen's um, keyboards <laughs> entered the picture on Jump and all weight. Yep. Um, 
And my favorite tracks on here are the non-singles, you know, Top Jimmy, Drop Dead Legs, Girl Gone Bad, House of Pain. Um, <laughs> yeah. Did a great video for Hoffer Teacher in Panama. And I thought Jump was a cool video. Um, yep. I know after um, Eddie passed, you know, a lot of a lot of videos showing, you know, Eddie flying across the stage, you know, he always had a nice smile and uh, looked yep. like he was having fun. I think that was part of Van Halen's appeal is... Uh, they're a great band and you know they weren't dour you know these guys having fun kind of a party band absolutely yep so matt 84 god i don't remember how i obtained <laughs> it i don't know if i bought it or rented it and recorded it <laughs> Sound <Can't good>. I... <laughs> I think i owned the cassette you had the cassette yeah yeah. Yeah. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't buying records at that point. I was renting them. <laughs> and dubbing them. As Craig can attest. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd say Drop Dead Legs and Panama are probably my two favorites. Yep. I guess for a, I, I guess that keyboard, it, that keyboard intro is cool, but I guess it's not a really, a, technically a full song. So I guess that's a, that is a cool uh, intro. I love it that. Actually, it, it actually is. Yeah. Mood but, setting. You know, since it's kind of, you know, I yeah, cool. I guess since it's really, you know, since it's not really a full track, I guess I could call that at least. <laughs> That's where you really heard the, wow, this is a, we got keyboards now. Yep, they didn't plan it in track seven. No. <laughs> no. no right kind from of the get-go. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so obviously the jump video, I re I can remember that. And Matt, I don't know if you even remember this, but, well, I bought the 45 <laughs> of jump. I had what the was B-side? House of Pain. Ooh, and it nice. had the it had the baby smoking on the cover. And then there was a little balloon, you know, a cartoon balloon coming out. And it said jump, you know, like that the baby was saying. Yeah, jump. yeah, yeah. And then so I, for whatever reason, I don't know why. I would have bought the 45 of that, but I did. And then I don't remember. Maybe it came out before. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> and then I also. You didn't from, even have a record player to I, play it on, did you? Well, I mean, the one in the game room, I guess. I, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea why, why that happened exactly. Or maybe. It's too bad you still don't. You probably. It's too bad you don't have it. No, still. no, no. I think those went. Uh, bye-bye in the final garage sale before mom and dad no i well we might have picked it up because my mom had it when i was back at thanksgiving <laughs> the jumps 45 oh there you go yeah <laughs> nice might have changed hands man <laughs> it might but the the size of alex's drum kit in that video i i ended up building a drum kit in the game room matt with the that blue hexagon table kind of as the base. And I had trash mm -hmm. cans and laundry baskets <laughs> for the Toms or whatever. It was hilarious. I built this giant, giant uh, Alex Van Halen drum drum kit, but it was because of that, because of that video. Could um, you bust that Hoffer teacher on there? I, you know, it was, it, it sounded terrible, but uh, <laughs> I tried. 
It was probably a Denver Broncos trash can and Matt's Matt's Oakland Raiders trash can. Oh yeah, that would have given you that would have given you a great drum sound. Those they were like those aluminum those yeah, aluminum yeah. big ones. Yeah, yeah I got were, a Rockies one here. So they were about three there feet tall. Yep, yep. I'm surprised I didn't have a Kiss one, but I I didn't because um, I know that is surprising. I know they existed, but. Panama video, Hot for Teacher video, obviously those videos were all over the place. But yeah, I mean, I'm with, I mean, Matt and I are, are almost in sync completely. I mean, Panama and, and, and Drop Dead Legs are probably my my favorite songs. I mean, those two, the, those two songs, I think, are might be in my top five Van Halen songs of all time. So, but like we talked about that intro, awesome i mean jump is cool top jimmy i don't think it's time did they ever play i wonder if they ever played that live <laughs> because yeah, I, they might have they might have later like when dave returned on some of those tours um possibly i'll wait michael mcdonald has a co-writing credit does he on really? that song he does that guy's got his fingerprints all over everything. all over everything yep so so michael i guess mcdonald michael mcdonald Oh, of, of the Doobie? Of the, the Doobie, Doobie brothers, brothers and, and so wow. Dealey Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Probably a lot of that Yacht Rock. So, so we talked, uh-huh. you guys talked a little bit about the keyboards, but I mean, was it a turnoff to you? I mean, you guys were Van Halen fans, you know, kind of prior. I was kind of not necessarily, this was kind of my introduction to Van Halen, really, but. Uh, Eddie pulled it off, man. I mean, and even today, you know how some keyboard sounds really sound dated? I don't know. Yeah. It just it sounds <laughs> fresh. Yeah, it does. Yeah. 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 I mean, I hear I hear jump all the time in yeah. Omaha, just driving around, doing errands, flipping through. Ra- it's inescapable. I mean, I, yeah. I can hear it on like five different stations, but <laughs> and, it's, and it sounds good every time. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it's. 38 years old yeah and dave, dave was in top form during that you know he he was just the greatest front man at the time you know yeah yeah they were a great band but the two songs us. that take me back like some songs take you back to when you're young for some reason girl gone bad and house of pain maybe because they didn't get overplayed but it, you know that takes me back to being like eighth grader which is a good thing. Yeah, definitely. definitely. And blank TDKs. Blank Those, TDKs. Take it back. Those take me back to eighth grade. <laughs> I always gave a side eye if I saw a Max L. So, <laughs> so why wasn't there a video for I'll Wait? It was technically the second single. Was it the second but one? That's a court again. This is the internet, right? So I don't know, unless it flopped or, I mean, they, there's no video. You can't find a video. On I was going to say, check YouTube. I mean, maybe it's just never didn't get played much, but I, I, don't know. I, I can't recall there being a video. Uh-uh. Yeah. That's a is, good song too. It is a good song. And I remember hearing that, that a lot on radio, even up here when I moved up here in the mid nineties on just the, the rock station, they played, they seemed to play that a lot but uh but drop dead legs i mean you gotta you gotta love a song 
that mentions vampire, loop-de-loop, and Betty Boop. <laughs> Classic DL <laughs> But, you know, the last, a buck 30 of that song, too, that's all instrumental, you know, so cool soloing and all that. It's just that song. I don't know. So now moving on to Van Halen 5150. So released March 24th, 1986. Produced by Mick Jones of Foreigner fame, Don Landy and Van Halen. And this charted at number one. So this was their first. That's funny, right? Sammy comes into the band and they get their first number one. God, that damn Thriller album. What do you do? He hung around for a while. Yeah, too. hung around for a while. Yeah. 5150 certified six times platinum. So, Craig, you mentioned it a little bit in your intro, but talk about 5150. 5150. I bought that one, I think, right directly when it came out, too, because I was uh I was really curious. I might I may have heard why can't this be love before. And that, that really had a unique sound. Like, yeah. a big, like this album has a big sound, like yeah. a big production. Yeah, I, I, I've always been a big fan of it. You know, Summer Nights, I think, is a jam. Um, and Dreams is cool. Um, but I, I really thought Why Can't This Be Love was strong. Um, but, you know, I played a lot. It's, you know, head comes out March, heads into summer. It's probably summer tunes you know <laughs> exactly yep and i you know summer nights that's, there you go there but you I, go. I liked it i thought uh having a different singer i thought that it was pretty strong release good songs too you know but the mick jones thing i didn't know that but that makes sense on it does the production, kind of the production. yeah 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 matt well i well best of both worlds and summer nights are the two faves, clearly. Um, I don't know what the heck that mess at the end is <laughs> inside. What the fuck? <laughs> that's just, that's just, and that, that sounds like they're sitting in the studio just shooting the shit and they're like, oh, we don't even realize this is recording. No. Oh, let's just, well, it'll, we'll end the album with it. I agree. <laughs> It's terrible. Yeah, I, I don't know what that is. It's not even really a song. It's just sound. Agreed. Agreed. Now, did you buy this right away? Do you remember? Because I know you had OU812. I can remember you having that. I just can't remember you physically, I guess, having it. But I don't know if I owned it or not. Right. Later on. You did. Obviously. I went back and bought all that stuff. I mean, I had it on disc for a while. Yep. It was one of those those clear cassettes when the clear started. There you out. go. Yeah. Oh yeah, and they yeah. had a very they had a very distinct smell. They supposedly sounded better. That's what the is that right? I think that's why they made those. I yeah. think that's what the I don't know. I don't know how it could have. But, yeah, I think I've heard that too. But uh, you know, and Jeff Kudelek from our hometown is the only person that I know of that saw this tour. When it came through, <laughs> where'd it come? That's interesting. It came to Omaha. Yeah, did it? The Civic. Yeah. Man, I don't even remember that. Yeah. I'm sure it was in the summer. You know, I, none of us made. I don't know. I don't even remember it happening. 
I don't even know who was opening for them. I don't either. <laughs> but it came to the Civic, but none of us went. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if Cohen's or anybody else went either. But so what was that between sophomore and junior year? Yeah, six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So and again, I I didn't purchase this until much later. Just remember all the radio and MTV play of it but yeah summer nights and i mean i love the title cut and um you know i wasn't obviously it didn't it wasn't a single or whatever so it didn't get played so i didn't even know about that song until i probably bought this in the late 90s but uh and what's the what's the first song called i i it's i good can't en- good, enough. good enough good enough is a that's a good one too and the, the old, the big bopper intro there with Hello Baby. Hello, baby. Yeah. Chantilly Lace. <laughs> Which I think is how he kicked off the concerts that, that of that tour. I think it was, it was Hagar yelling, hello, baby. And then I think they played, you really got me. If uh, I was, I was looking at watching some some of those shows but yeah i mean i best of both worlds is awesome love walks in i think is a great great ballad even though the content is odd talking about aliens and shit i don't i don't know what that (laughs) it probably still made the ballad tapes (laughs) it might have it might have and dreams of course dreams is a cool song um i'll tell you what i'll tell you what love walks in did not make the ultimate thrash album tape. <laughs> Both of which I think were created in your basement. Yeah, we were we were experimenting a, a little bit. It was just we were make, making our own K-Tells. We, yeah. You guys were way ahead of your time with playlists. You get, you get, we, <laughs> we helped put high-speed dubbing on the map. <laughs> yeah, because you had to find it on the cassette, then queue it up yeah that was some work but i i agree with matt that thing at the end you know that song craig obviously i mean it's just a shit show yep. <laughs> it's just a, it's just a mess but but a good album to, to like bring in the new singer yeah no over, out, yeah overall great great album so so what are your thoughts i mean if you if you could only have one <laughs> craig what oh, would you 80s. say 84. 84? Yeah. Like no question or is it close? No, no question. No question. All yeah. right. Matt? Well, it's it's really, it's pretty simple. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not going to try to reinvent the wheel here. But I think we all, well, we'd all agree Van Halen is on the Mount Rushmore of rock bands, right? Yep. I mean, there's really, there's really no argument there. Now, having said that, I will take... I don't care what two albums you pit against each other. I'm take I'm going any Roth album over any Hagar album. I don't care if it's Van Halen two versus OU eight one two. It's Roth because that's that's I, I consider that like that's my Van Halen right. That's that's our bang zone. I mean the Hagar stuff is great too, but it's there's just there's something about the Roth era that'll always be better. I think. Yep, the sum is greater than the parts on those. Yep. Yeah, I mean, for, you know, yeah. 84, 84 versus fifty-one fifty has probably been debated for years. So, uh, just as interesting question is eighty-four versus Edom and Smile. 
So they're more similar. But anyway, I I no, I'd go eighty four. Yeah. So you know, yeah, for me, Van Halen with Hagar, it's I just I kind of treat it as a different band. Right. So totally. again, I don't like to, I don't love to do that, but that's, that's the question <laughs> at hand is comparing them. Right. And they so, are really. Yeah. 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 So they're, they're two different animals, I think. I mean, I've got, and this is going to be maybe a shocker, but I, I've got both of these albums in my top five Van Halen albums, which means I've got 5150 ahead of two Roth era. <laughs> albums which oh, i gotta spill it. you which, gotta spill them which i won't disclose yeah. at this time because <laughs> because of the hate mail um but uh you know like i said two top five van halen songs on me on 84 I, you know i've got to go 84 there, there's just yeah there's just more more ties to that album and again i was so impressionable as a whatever a fifth grader or whatever it was at that time so that uh that's what would push that over the edge for me but i i am i mean 5150 is my favorite hagar uh era as well. so yeah i'd probably agree with that yeah yeah you know one thing i i real quick i on 84 and i didn't bring it up you know i love the video for hot for teacher but I'm I'm not a huge fan of that song. Should I turn in my Van Halen fan card or remember? Not at all. <laughs> I just I don't know. I mean, it the video is is classic and maybe one of the best rock videos ever. And but the song itself, uh, you know, I don't know. Like we talked about, we didn't like it as an opener. You know, it just needs to kind of show up in the middle of the set. I don't know. I'm. No, it's are, a it's a good song. Yeah, but I think there are you know, it's, it's four not. or five better songs on that album than that. Song. Yeah, for yep. me, I agree. For me. So yeah, all right, on to the Slam Fest tip of the week. And Matt, I we we talk about pre gaming. I I don't remember anything <laughs> about our, our pre gaming, even the, except that we did it. Well, it was we probably, a solid pregame. We probably each had a like a travel bag of CDs to choose from. Well, and I thought I had some pictures from it, but I think the pictures that we have at Nissan, you're wearing, like, yeah, the picture I have of you is classic, Matt. You're wearing a white ACDC shirt. You've, yeah. got, a, you've got a swisher in your mouth and you're holding up the flick of a switch CD. <laughs> really? Yeah. That, that doesn't yeah. sound like Matt. No. No. <laughs> I'm I wearing must a, have an evil twin out there. I'm wearing a 2003 Kiss shirt, though, so it, it, it had to have been that Ozfest that we saw um, there. Mm-hmm. And so, I, yeah, it was hope, I was thinking that those were pictures from the, the pre-gaming. But again, I know we, I know we we went, and they they weren't dicks about it, and, and we hung out and and listened to songs. Went in and saw Sammy Hagar still in the daylight. And then, uh, obviously, Dave closed. closed Did it have a show. proper parking lot? Yeah, oh yeah, just a big, huge. well, huge. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think I think there was actual. Yeah, I think there was an actual parking lot, but then it just turned into fields. Because again, it was way you know it was way outside of the DC metro. Even I mean, I think it was twenty miles west of the Beltway. So anyway, cool venue. And uh, 
but I, other than that, I can't remember much from the from the pre-gaming. So now to close out this episode with which side are you on? So decided to throw out David Lee Roth's second studio album, Skyscraper, which I know Craig talked a little bit about in his background. So it released January 26th, 1988, produced by David Lee Roth and Steve Vai, charted number six and is certified one-time platinum. So again, this was the original, the original band from Eat Em and Smile was was on the album, but she, Billy Sheehan did not tour. Greg Bissonette's either brother, Matt Bissonette, I don't know, I don't know, I guess the relation for sure. My guess is it's a brother played bass and he's in the videos. He's in the video for uh, Just Like Paradise and and Stand Up. So Craig, what uh, background's on the album? Yeah, well, I I bought this album. Um, I had Eat Eat Em and Smile as well. Yep. and I, I don't think I played it a whole lot. Um, I I remember the uh, Just Like Paradise video and stuff. And I re-listened to it this week. And uh, I thought the most in- interesting track to me was Five Damn Good. It's a great which, song. <laughs> which is, is totally different than anything else on the album. But it kind of feels natural for dave yeah you know i i think he could pull off that you know left field kind of not necessarily hard rock but like a, you know how pat mike Patton has all these weird little side things and um, <laughs> yep. even leonard cohen you know yeah like yeah it seems like dave could pull that off and that kind of sounds like something on there hot dog and the shakes pretty pretty good jam um but uh yeah, I would go, you want me to say sides? Well, let's go to Matt real quick. Okay. Matt, Skyscraper, which, again, I don't think you owned originally. I never owned it. Yeah, until later, I would assume. You've got no, it. I, I don't think I ever. Oh, okay. I got I mean, you. I, I probably uploaded it to iTunes at some point. Right. But I right. never I never had the tape or anything. Yeah. Did it make it to the uh, old school iPod? I wonder if it's on there. No, I, I no, I don't think it is. I just think his his best of is on it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what are your the thoughts? Old, the, the old school's got a lot of has more compilations on it than it does whole albums. Yep. So, what are your thoughts of this this album, Matt, in general? Well, it's it's okay. It's not that you know it's. It's nothing spectacular. I mean, I, I I think side two is is better. I mean, if we're gonna pick a side, I'm going with two. I think those songs sound more Van Halen esque than side one. It's like you said, Hot Dog and a Shake is awesome. That that could have been a Van that could have been on any Van Halen album. Well, except Fair Warning. Yes, because it's a little dark. But it could have been on Van Halen two or right off of '84. <laughs> Yeah, I, right in the middle of fair warning. Hot dog yeah. in a shake. Yeah, that that was <laughs> that's that was hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, yeah, you know, the, 
knuckle bones, knuckle bones and hot dog and a shake, I think are, are almost, you know, they're both upbeat, you know, fast songs, but I think hot dog and a shake is better. Um, than knuckle bones i i like the singles i mean just like paradise just reminds me of summer i mean it's just like it's, i think that's a cool summer jam um and oh, i a, like it's a good song it is it is and i like stand up i think matt i think you and i have had a conversation about that i'm not sure you're a huge fan of that song but maybe i'm wrong but no i i like it the lyric is kind of cheesy. the lyric is cheesy um you know i i love it when he says uh Oh, for the time of your life, turn it up loud. And there's some echo on his on his voice. Anyway, I, I always kind of I, I kind of like that song. Hina, I, you know, thought thought that had kind of a, a T-Rex riff on it, which was had some space in there, but some cool, uh, cool David Lee Roth interjections kind of throughout that song. Almost sounded like a song that uh winger would later do <laughs> that sound the kind of the guitar sound sounded like that yeah. to me but in perfect timing is cool and then he got two fools a minute which is you know he got a kind of a off the wall song ending both both sides i think damn good is better than two two fools a minute but yeah i i'd, I'd have to go with side two over side one so now back to you craig I'm, I'm going to go side one off the strength Ooh. of uh, Paradise and Damn Good. And Damn Good? Nice. Yeah. The, the DLR solo stuff, I, you know, it was DLR, but with Eddie and Alex, they just had that groove, you know, it was, and it didn't seem like they they had like that that heavy groove with his solo stuff. I Captured know by that. Yeah. Or like, it was yep. close. Virtuosos, but... Uh, yeah. Yep. Some is greater than the parts. You know what? What else was interesting about this album? The two singles, just like Paradise and Stand Up, were written by Roth and Brett Tuggle, who is a keyboard guy. <laughs> the two singles, the the keyboard guy that nobody knows, you know, can't put the name to the face, and he got he got royalties. <laughs> from writing those two <laughs> singles i thought that was i thought that was yeah, made platinum. surprising it did yeah yeah and again a huge tour i think there was a huge tour you know huge huge stage show again and i you know i it would have been fun to have seen one of those solo roth tours in the 80s i think the cohen's or i think cohen and jay saw eat em and smile and i think poison opened is my is my recollection of hearing about that but it would have been cool to see that band you know when i was thinking back looking at this episode was van halen like from 78 to 84 basically yep my god <laughs> that's it right that's it's like it. the, it's like the beatles that, it's I like know. the beatles <laughs> 60 it's like yeah. wow that's production yeah. Oh, good, good product, like solid stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right, guys. Well, thanks for, thanks for joining me. This was good. Thank you. It was good getting you guys on, on this, on the same episode. Cause you got, you got some history, some funny shit 
<laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm came sure up Matt during I, the episode. <laughs> I'm sure, Matt and I threw a few, few down to fifty-one fifty. Did what? Summer nights. Threw a feet. few down to fifty-one fifty. In the oh yeah. In the red and white Bronco. Heck yep. yeah. With the spotlight. <laughs> and ketchup bottles. Uh. And TDKs. And TDKs. Lots of TDKs. Yeah, I still remember the little case. We'd, we'd go through it on the way to school. It was used, I swear, 70% of the time it had something with Dio in it when we were gone. It was either Dio solo, Sabbath era Dio. Oh, on the drive to school? Oh, yep. yeah. Yeah. Heaven and hell a lot. Wait, wait, wait a second. So you had a cassette little suitcase in the car just on the way to school <laughs> well i think it was always in there it was always in there <laughs> at least when i ever got in yeah it, it there was it, except it, in there so he must have rotated it. it you must have rotated stuff out every week matt it it <laughs> made its way all over it was all over town <laughs> yeah matt would that was part of his morning routine what's going in the what's going in what's this going week in the case? There was a lot of anthrax played too yeah. on the way to school. Yeah, there was a lot of anthrax and except mm-hmm. and, and always sax. and all always a good uh, selection of ACDC. Yeah, because I think Fly, probably that era Fly was new, and we probably listened. Oh yeah, to a lot. close. Yeah, right around yeah eighty five or four. Like, yeah, that was probably when 85. I was riding with you. Yeah, nice, nice. Did anyone see the heavyweight champs of rock tour in 2002 featuring David Lee Roth and Sammy Hagar? If so, when and where, and what were your thoughts, memories, or stories from that show? What are your thoughts on the last Van Halen album of the original six with David Lee Roth on vocals, 1984, and the first Van Halen studio album with Sammy Hagar on vocals, 5150? Which one do you prefer? And last but not least, what are your thoughts on David Lee Roth's second studio album, Skyscraper, from 1988? Side one or side two? Let us know your thoughts by emailing us at slamfestpodcast at gmail.com or request to join our private Facebook page at Slamfest Podcast. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Thank you!